Welcome to another edition of Skyview Fans TV. My name's Mark Smith. Tonight I've been joined by the Whites, Colin and Danny, and I've been joined by Ken Stewart. Uh, tonight we'll be talking about the fantastic 4-1 win against Sheffield United, and we'll also be previewing um, the whole game uh, on Wednesday night, and we'll also hope to have a mystery guest come on. Um, hopefully he'll, he'll be turning up, but we'll cover that, we'll cover that later on. Um, let's kick things off. Let's talk, talk about the win against Sheffield United. Um, in my opinion, very, very, probably our best performance of the season, without without doubt. Um, Colin, to start with you, start the game um, from the Luton game. Robin's made, Robin's made a couple of changes, or Dennis Lawrence, it was, who's the manager for the game. Uh, O'Hare came in for Waghorn. Fantastic uh, Dabo came in for Todd Kane. Um, was that... A good side, would you say? Would you have gone one up front at the start of the game, or do you think two up front was the was was the right tactics? No, I think it was spot on. I actually think it was spot on. To be fair, O'Hare came on obviously on Tuesday night. Thought he made an impact when he came on. Um, had to start, in my opinion, on Saturday. Um, and also, I have to be honest, Dabo is, in my opinion, is a far superior player to than Kane. Uh, just offers a lot more uh, defensively, but and, and attackingly. So, to be perfectly honest, I think they were great great moves and um, it definitely paid off. I thought I thought we saw huge benefits from Dabo in all fairness. I thought Dabo was, was pretty solid uh, and then obviously O'Hare was less, we can't class it anymore. We can't really fade it down anymore. It was, it was pretty sensational what he did. He could have had that trick to be fair. Um, but you know, I, I was pretty pleased, pretty pleased with with, with how, how, we, how we set up and we definitely looked dangerous. There's no question about it. Yeah, I think it was a fairly even first half. Um, Let's go back earlier to the game, Danny. Um, Sheffield United opened a scoring with Sander Berg. Um, could we have done better with the goal? So it came literally from a long throw. Um, again, another goal to concede, you know, first, I think 22nd game now this season where we, we conceded first. Um, could we have done anything, could we have defended that situation better, do you think? Uh, yeah, not allowed the um, player to have a towel when he threw the ball in. <laughs> was quite surprising to start with. It was it was quite a strange goal, really. For one, I, I don't know why um, Rose didn't just shepherd the ball out for a goal kick, but I think mm. he just went for a bit of safety. Uh, then the guy has a has a towel on the side, which I don't know why we're allowing that. He throws it in, and we just don't defend second balls very well. Sharp crosses it across goal, and and then you leave in. I think it was Hurahan. Um, to just literally cross the ball onto uh, Berg's head, it was it was pretty poor defending, really. But it was like you say, it was the twenty uh, second time we've conceded first this season. Um, wow! But yeah, it was, it was it was quite a poor goal to concede, really. It was a free header, weren't it, Danny? It was a free header. Let's be honest. Yeah, it was a free header, and the guy is just absolutely huge, isn't he? He's um, he should have been. He should have been the one we were marking. Um, all over really, but yeah, it was it was a bit of a bit of a dreadful goal, really. Yeah, 
And I, I, I asked me, I was sitting there in the stand thinking, here we go again, another game with probably, it's feeling the worst. I, was, I mean, I, I, I predicted a, a Desmond T2 to the start of the game. Well, you sat on the fence did. anyway, didn't you, Mark, originally? Yeah, well, I, I get a lot of stick for sitting on the fence in games, <laughs> you know. And I was very, I was, well, I wasn't uh, sitting comfortably on my fence because I felt Sheffield United were going to potentially win the game quite easily. But then, Ken, um, we got an equaliser uh, from, from Jokeres. Bit of a route one goal. And it's just a bit of luck we need, wasn't it, Ken, from that, you know, long ball and, and Jokeres managed to get himself in the one-on-one and, and probably not his, not his best finish, but he managed to get under the keeper and then got us back into the game. It was, it was, a, it was a big moment in the game, wasn't it? Yeah, massive moment that was. Uh, and, it, you know, it wasn't too long. We didn't have to wait long for it, which was good. Uh, it was important that we scored, in, in, you know, in the first half because the longer the game on, went on, you know, with Sheffield United winning, then obviously the, we struggled to get back in the game sometimes. We needed to react quickly, and we did. And I think from that moment, to be fair, we looked very dangerous every time we went forward. I mean, we controlled the midfield. We started to win all the 50-50s. Uh, and we're just creating chance after chance. It was, it was a bit very, very similar to the Fulham game, wasn't it? You know, we were when the goal behind in that game, and we came back and and, and won the game quite comfortably. And, it, and if it weren't for their goalkeeper in the end, it, it could have been a lot more. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come to the second half. Uh, Danny, do you think you want to make a comment? Be on mute, Danny. I don't, I don't know if a lot of teams are cottoning on to playing three men at the back because if you notice our goal on, against um, Luton on Tuesday, mm. it, the goal we scored was a sort of similar goal. And I was, I was told today by somebody that we actually, that the goal was sort of off the training ground. It was just literally a long kick. And when you've got playing three men at the back, it's quite easy sometimes to beat that centre half and just run onto it. So it was a bit of a, I think it was a bit of a carbon copy of almost the way Luton scored against us. This time it went in our advantage. Yeah, I think I think it's a bit, I, that was a massive moment in the game for me that equaliser because there's been a lot of games where one on ones we seem to hit it straight at the goalkeeper. Or, you know, we just don't take that chance. And I did think it was a great finish by your Chris, if I have to be brutally honest. I actually um, thought he was going to miss, to be honest. The way, the way he yeah. hit it, he yeah. like he was going to miss it. He buffed it a little bit, didn't he, I think? But he, he went just got yeah, definitely. Just the key, yeah. 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 And then, um, sort of since, I felt after the goal with score, I felt like we, okay, they had, there was that other controversial incident, I guess, with the back pass. What was, what was everyone's thoughts on that? Do you think that was a, the right decision by the referee? I can't Maybe. remember the last time I've seen one of them incidents, to be fair. Back mm. passes. A long time since I've seen one of them, but... Yeah, I suppose it depends on, on the interpretation of the referee. I, I thought it was very harsh, but I suppose it's a letter of the law. Then, you know, I suppose it's a way... I'd have to have a look at it carefully again, but I don't know if it did take a bit of a deflection back to the keeper. I don't know, but what was your view, Dan? Do you, did you think it was a back pass? I actually watched, I watched the game today. I watched the highlights of it, and it did actually look like it was a back pass from Alan. Yeah. It looked like it didn't sort of look like it at the game, but it it sort of looked like it. And it, I think you're right. It, it, you don't really see referees give back passes these days, so it was quite a shock when that actually happened. It, yeah. it sort of reminded me of the days when the back pass rule came in, and uh, the referees were giving them all the time. But I think it actually was. Yeah. Uh, but it was 
he was defended quite well. I, I, I mean, I think it took a couple of deflections off. I think it hit Rose and it hit Lags. Um So we defended it quite well, really. But I was a bit worried when they got the free kick. It, it, it was funny, actually, that, that my mate and his little lad were next to me and his little lad said, what was that for? I've never seen that happen before. And, and, and he was obviously that long ago since he's seen one. I don't think he's ever seen a back pass given. And he goes to a Cov games and he's only a young lad, but uh, he was asking questions about what it was for and why and why why it was given. But we have to explain the back pass rule to him. <laughs> oh, well, I, I didn't think the ref was that good actually on Saturday. In all fairness, I thought he was quite poor. For the whole, the, the he let a lot go. Good. Yeah, he let too much go. Yeah, else, to be honest. Um, yeah. I just don't know. I just don't think he was keeping up with it, with, with the play, and I, I think he lost it a little bit, to be honest. Especially in the second half. Yeah. yeah. Just before just before half time, um, obviously Gustavo Hamer, a great breakaway from us. And Hamer misses a one on one. And I don't know about you, I just thought that had to go in, really. We need we need that to go in. Did you feel it was a good save or do you feel Hamer could have maybe tried to dink over the keeper? I guess Heinz Heinz, that's a wonderful thing. Um, Ken, would you yeah, say at the time it was a bad miss, wasn't it? It was a bad miss. So we, uh, he could easily have passed it inside as well, couldn't he? It was a uh, was it Godden? Was it Godden in the, in the middle waiting for it? I think it was Godden. I can't remember who it was, but there was a, a player unmarked, you yeah, know, I inside, think... and it would have been tapping for him. To be fair, yeah. um, and to be fair, you know, the keeper did well, but you've got to be scoring them sort of chances, haven't you? And uh, you know, if, if unless you're hundred percent, you're going to score, then you, he's got to make the pass in that position because clearly the player inside was in a better position, probably, to just tap it in the empty net and. That that could have cost us, but it, hopefully, you know, gladly it didn't. And uh, we just got we went from strength to strength. I thought, and we just every time we went forward, we 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 looked dangerous. And, and they were at sixes and sevens, weren't they? Sheffield United. Mm. I was very surprised at, at their back four because they seemed all over the place, or you know, at times. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we go if we move on to the second half of the game. I just I think that's probably the best football I've seen us play this season. I know we played, we were very good against Fulham, but I thought. This was we absolutely destroyed Sheffield United, and it it shocks me in a really really good way because the football we we're playing was sublime. Um, obviously, Colin Callum O'Hare, um, you know, got a couple of goals second half. Uh, first one was a bit of a bit of a melee in the box, a bit of a scramble, but you know, right place, right time. Um, yeah. and that that must do his confidence wonders because obviously he's had a lot of criticism this season for. Not just him, other players as well, not scoring enough goals, but it, it it's going to give him a lot of confidence now, isn't it? Going, looking oh, looking ahead to the next games. Yeah, no question about it. You, you can see you can see how much it means to him when he scores. Um, and it's a whole contribution to that game is phenomenal for me. He was everywhere. He literally was everywhere. He always wanted the ball. Uh, yeah, he got he got lucky with the, with the, with the first goal, but the second goal was pretty class. To be fair, how he finished yeah. it really was a good finish. But for for me, the two standouts were Allen and and Harmer in midfield. They were yeah. absolutely sensational on Saturday. They they yeah. really were. That that was the best I've seen them play as a connection um, yeah. in the side. And I know you mentioned about Fulham. Yeah, Fulham was great, but we'd never created as many chances uh, against Fulham as we did on Saturday. We could have literally had seven, mm. at least seven. Their yeah. keeper was their, their keeper was amazing. To be fair, he he kept them well in the game. But yeah, we had we had we had some great chances. But yeah, O'Hare. I think that could springboard him now. I think I genuinely could see he could he could literally score every week, couldn't he? Let's be honest. The chances he 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 creates for himself 
if he could take a few extra, that one shot he had that dipped just over the bar, yeah, um, that was unbelievable. If that would have gone in, and it was pretty close, if that would have gone in, the stadium would have erupted. It would have been sensational, that, to be fair. I was really happy with O'Hare, to be honest, yeah. but I just felt that the, the midfield looked absolutely busy as hell, to be honest. They, they really couldn't control us in midfield at all. We were so good. Yeah. Uh, Danny, how impressed were you with Cassie Dabba as well? I, I think, for me, he showed a lot of energy down, down the flanks, and I thought he had, he had a good game as well. Yeah, I thought he played really well, actually. He's like you say, he's a bit more he's a bit more defensive than uh, Todd Kane. Uh, Todd Kane likes to he likes to get forward a lot. He's defending at times. He can be a little bit leave a little bit to be desired. Uh, but Dabo is he's quicker as well. I think Dabo. He's just he's just want him sometimes to go that little bit more with Dabo. You think he's you think he's got a lot more potential, but he he was driving a lot. This he tends to get the ball and just drives sort of four or five yards and he, he he played really really well he made some he made some good done some good crossing and got forward a lot and I was very impressed with him I, I said it I said it this week he had to come in for Kane I mean Kane has been playing I think with a, a bit of an injury so it was nice to see uh, nice to see Dabo back and his competition for Kane now and it gives Kane a little bit of sort of rest really which he needed also, um, you know, touched on uh, Jamie Allen and Ben Sheaf because Ben Sheaf hasn't played for a couple of games mm-hmm. either. So, I think that's that's it's good to see competition because I think a couple few games back we felt like we're down to the bare bones a little bit in selection. But uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to see a little bit of competition. Um, and I thought uh, Ken goal of the match was the fourth goal. I thought the skill that Matson, you know, if that was Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi, you know. The, 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 the media will be waxy lyrical and I just thought the skill, the way he got past and players, um, it, to me, it was just a quality goal. Just the way we opened up Sheffield United, I thought was absolutely fantastic and left obviously Godden with Tappy and it was just brilliant skill, wasn't it? It was fantastic and uh, I think it was Callum O'Hare, he could have gone for his hat-trick, couldn't he there? Because mm, yeah. he could have and, and he decided to pass. A lot of players would have, would have took the shot on there if they were on two goals. A fair play to to, to Callum O'Hare. He took to the inside and got and put it away. Um, but yeah, it was fantastic build up and the whole goal was fantastic. Um, I say that I was very surprised at Sheffield United. Uh, some of their defensive. Um, I mean, it's probably us that made them look bad. To be fair, because we we just looked so dangerous every time we went forward and they couldn't cope with us. Whether they were surprised, you know, the way we played or not, they, they should have done their homework, but they obviously didn't. Um, and we just we just dominated the game, I thought, especially in the second half. We were just constantly going forward, and, and, and I, I just couldn't see them getting back in the game. Uh, uh, we're going back in. I mean, as football fans, sometimes you can be you can be biased towards your own team, and I think at times we are, but. I think we had 27 attempts on goal yesterday, 15 yeah. shots on target, and 11 saves were made by their goalkeeper. And apparently that was the most saves ever made since September 2020. Yeah. And no exaggeration, we could have won that game 7 or 8, 9, 1. We absolutely destroyed them, to be to be brutally honest. Um 
I thought one actually flattered flattered Sheffield United. I think they were just sort of shell shocked. I mean, like you say, O'Hare could have scored probably three, four. Hamer should have squared the ball back to Godden. Godden missed the one on one. It was just, uh, it was such an amazing game. And I think, like what I think it was like what Colin said, we beat Fulham four one. But this was so much more. It was much more the complete performance than Fulham. Fulham was sort of, we scored the three and then we probably could have scored one more, but we just, we put Sheffield United to the sword and, I mean, they brought 4,000 fans down with them and apart from three or four minutes when they scored, they were as quiet as a mouse all game. So it's just... I think they were self-shocked, yeah. And we're playing, we're playing the team there that was like ex-Premier League last season who've got like, People like Billy Sharp playing from and Morgan Gibbs White and just such an amazing performance. Um, I think they've only lost one in eleven, haven't they, or something before that game? Yeah, it was it was something. Yeah. They had a really good statistic. They were doing really, really well. Really, well. they only conceded four goals in those eleven or twelve games. It was it was incredible, really. And when we, like you say, we could have we could have ended up at seven or eight, if not more. It was quite it was quite frightening at times when you watch. When you watch us play, to be honest, when 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 we're on song like that, to be fair, everything just seemed to click that on Saturday. It was it was just amazing, really, to watch. Yeah, and it's just it's just annoying sometimes when you look back at the games we, you know, that we threw away or the games yeah. we've been probably unlucky. But where we could have been. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we should have a lot more points on the board than we've got. Yeah, oh, without yeah. without a doubt. The positive yeah. thing as well it was like what Colin said, like. Once O'Hare scored that goal, he was a completely different player. He just, you could tell the weight was lifted from his shoulders. So that's a massive positive for us. And Godin was back on the score sheet and Jokerez is back on the score sheet. So that your strikers are scoring goals, your, your number 10 scoring goals. The confidence for them players now must be absolutely sky high. And with sort of Hamer playing probably the best football he's played since he's come to the club, and the likes of Dam Hyam coming back, and obviously Dabo and Matson and um, Clark Salter, we were a dangerous side at the moment, and it's, I, I just think it's going to be quite a quite a good, entertaining and fun last ten games of the season. Really, yeah, well, I was just yeah. wondering with you guys about Victor. I just felt that I thought he absolutely bullied bullied Sheffield United at the back. They, they literally yeah. couldn't handle him at one point. I don't know what your thoughts are, guys, but I, I was watching him for like 15, 20 minutes and literally every time he got the ball, they didn't know what to do with him. They literally, he was so strong, so powerful. Mm. They, they were panicking every time he got the ball, to be honest. I watched, yeah. I watched him I watched him last season and when we signed him, um, although he got off to a, a sort of slowish start, I remember we played Birmingham and drew 0-0 and he led the line on his own. And he was absolutely sensational that game. And he's just the guy's just unbelievable. He just works. I don't know how he how many miles he covers in games. And he's always playing in every single game. And he's just he's British I think he's got something like 13, 13 goals and five assists this season in just over thirty championship games. And I just hope he can get another sort of fifty another four or five goals a season. Um, to get, say, 20 goals or so. But it was interesting what Oki said. I listened to the uh, forum, uh, the sorry, the phone-in on Friday. What Oki was saying, he was speaking to a Wolves fan on there about Steve Ball. 
that when Steve Ball kept on missing the goal all the time. So what he was, what they tried to tell Steve Ball is, hit the goalkeeper, just try and aim for the goalkeeper. Because yeah, you, put it on target. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, it was almost, and that's what Jokeres's goal was. He was just yeah, was. to be fair. I thought he nearly missed it, and I I didn't think it was a good finish. He just hit it straight at the goalkeeper, and the goalkeeper was poor really to let that first goal in. Well, yeah, we but got lucky. We definitely got lucky. He's the guy is absolutely brilliant, Jokeres. He just he's he's almost a complete striker. What he can do, he can he can just bully his people. He's he's got that turn. He's he just needs a bit of a coaching really to help with his finishing because he just sort of he snatches at a lot of chances yeah and he's only a young lad he's only going to get better Dan isn't he he's going to get better yeah, 23, 24 so he's got a massive future ahead of him yeah I personally think uh, he's a terrible striker being sarcastic um, hoping that no club will come in for him so uh, <laughs> no but in all seriousness I think that was his best game for the club he was for me, he was just he was sensational. But it's one of those games I, I, I think it'd be unfair to call him man of the match because I thought everyone everyone was fantastic. Um, I also thought Clark's also had a really good game as well at the back. Really impressed yeah. him. I'm hoping if we can sign him in the summer, that will be a massive massive boost. Um, Rumor has it that he had the, the, he has been offered a three year contract, but we'll obviously we'll, we'll, we'll know more about that as uh, as time wears on. Um, but yeah, I think I think we can safely say it's it it probably best win of the season because you know the overall picture now is three points, um, you know three points shy of, of of sixth position, and obviously our next game is Hull City on Wednesday night. And delighted to say I've been joined by Joseph Appleyard from uh, to Hull and Back podcast. Welcome to Skype Fans TV podcast, Joseph. Um, obviously, first season in the Championship for Hull. Uh, new manager shot up at Arbalata and you know Hull City holding their own and you know I think um, overall I guess you'd take that take this season so far yeah 100% mate great to be on the show with you guys um, but I think you look at the beginning of the season Mark even when we've been promoted under Grant McCann and you still had the Allens in charge the club was just at a standstill and there was no connection between the fans and the players and the club. And I think even if you look at when you beat us at the MKM 1-0 earlier in the year, we, it was just one of the worst performances I think I've ever seen. I think you picked up a 1-0 victory and a few months later you get this Turkish owner who not many people have ever heard of, especially in East Yorkshire, who comes in and ends that 11-year reign of the Alums. And we start to look like we're going to you know, be a football club again. I mean, this season we've been consistently inconsistent. But if you just spoke to me 12 months ago and said you're going to be back in the Championship, fans will be allowed back in the stadium. You're going to have a new owner and a new manager. And you're going to be 13 points safe from relegation with nine or so games to go. I'd have took it. But yeah, we're getting there. And I think the main goal for us, totally different from what you guys are experiencing at the minute, is we're just hoping play the rest of this season out and we can build for next year. Yeah, and, and in, in all fairness, we were in exactly the same position as, as, as Hull City this time last season. We were all saying, you know, we're, we're just happy to stay in the Championship. We weren't really thinking too far about, obviously, where we are at the moment, where we're kind of, you know, on, on, the, on the cusp of, of a playoff place. Um, which players would you say has impressed for you this season so far? I think I've heard a lot of good things about King Lewis Potter. Um, who's, who's, who's been your standout performance in your, in your view? 
Yeah, Keane Lewis Potter, I think especially because he's from the city and you get that with a lot of clubs, don't you? If there's a hometown player, if they score a few goals, they're the next big thing and it adds about £5 million onto the transfer value. But he's been really good. Again, the last few games he has been a bit inconsistent. Someone who's really impressed us, especially since Avaladzis took over, is Brandon Fleming, a left-back from the city of Hull. But he's been really impressive. We're missing Calamel there for illness. We've got Louis Coyle and Josh Emmanuel, who both are injured or suspended. We, we, our wing-back is a massive, massive danger point for us at the moment. I think if you're targeting Hull City, you look at the wing-back situation and you look at probably the lack of threat up front. But overall, we've had players who've had some really good spells. I think, disappointingly, signing Tom Huddleston as a free agent and it looked like he was going to be the saviour again and a club legend coming back. It hasn't really worked out for him. But I think George Honeyman, former Sunderland captain, he's been really good in the middle of the park. Richie Smallwood, who's played a lot of years at Blackburn. It's been the older heads and a few younger inexperienced who have shone this year. And I think that just shows that we're probably not gelling as a team as much. And I think Shotter Avalads is still trying to find his starting eleven found his favoured formation and we are working on it but again like I said there's been ups and downs to this year but I think at this moment I'd say my two top players definitely Richie Smallwood and Brandon Fleming Yeah no I, I think I think I've, this, uh, I've heard some good things about King Lewis Potter and I think he's done well in League One and I think I think you I think you know it's like it's like as I said earlier we we were the same position as you last year where we just got up from League One and it was just a case of staying up and I think I think for, for your point of view, if Hull stay up this season, which I think they probably will do, um, I, I'm sure next season will will be a better season. Um, you might you might even you know follow us and and maybe even change the playoffs there. I say. Um, yesterday's game nil nil against Birmingham. What was your verdict? Was that a good result with you? What how was the performance from from Hull's point of view? Yeah, I think, like I said now, you've got to just be realistic, can't you? And a point to point, we'll take that on the road. Our away form's been a lot better than our home form. I mean, we picked up some really good victories on the road. None of at the Vitality last month against Bournemouth, a really shock victory there. But it was a very... Very typical stalemate. We actually should have scored. Keen Lewis Potter should have scored after 20 seconds, but the keeper's really good save. It was back and forth. The two teams probably knowing that they're nearly on the beach, nearly in holiday mode and just trying to play out the rest of the season. But we had our chances and another clean sheet. I think it's our 12th of the season, so we're happy with that. And I think the thing is with the Championship, you take points wherever you can, especially on the road, because it's such a busy period. We only played yesterday and by this time next week, we'll have played another two games with you guys on Wednesday and then we've got Luton at home on Saturday. So I think we'll, we'd take it at St Andrews as well. It was a bit of a dire second half. Both teams couldn't really get a grip of the game. But at this stage of the season, nothing to complain from me. It was nice to get a clean sheet and um, it was just an, another valuable point on the road to you know wrapping up this season yeah looking at your formation you, you tend to play sort of a, a box formation would that be fair i mean looking at the information against Birmingham, there was a box is that are that's a sort of favored sort of formation tactically yeah it is i think the big criticism that Grant McCann and the Allens had was the fact that we had to play 4-3-3 and the ironic thing was when the sale was nearly done and we knew Grant McCann was moving on, we started to play with the three at the back and the two wing backs and we managed to pick up a few results. I think Shota Avaladze and this whole City side are better in a 4-4-2 situation. We've done it a few times when we played Blackburn and um, Bournemouth, we picked up six points in three or four days. 
I just think we can be a bit exposed. I think for you guys, if we're talking from a Coventry point, I love the wing-backs of Dabo and Matson. The bloke on loan from Chelsea is a really gem, a really good gem. I think he's a quality player. I think if you're going to target the Tigers, Fleming and it looks like Ryan Longman, who's an out-and-out winger who we signed from Brighton, he's been playing as a wing-back as well. And that's due to obviously injuries and we know that Hull City haven't got the strongest squad at the moment. But yeah, I think for Avaladze, he's coached in divisions not as as a high calibre of this of the championship. It's such a tough division. But I think he's trying to work out his formation. He likes to play with McLaughlin, Alfie Jones, Greaves and Bernard out of them for the three at the back. And like we like to play out the back sometimes. But I think our defenders aren't ready to do that week in, week out, especially against some experienced teams in this division. We have got caught, I think, when we played West Brom last week. Um, we conceded a penalty and conceded a goal from playing that the back so there is weaknesses to this system and a lot of the times we have been caught just hoofing it up and hoping for the best I think it all um, all depends on who we play up front we've obviously got Tom Eaves it looks like he's on his way out at the year, but um, at the end of this season. But he looks like our main threat. We've got a kid from Fenerbahce called Saida Manesh. We signed him with an option to buy, and it's supposed to be the best thing since sliced bread. I think he's played about 110 minutes in the past two months. It hasn't been the best for um, Alasha Saida Manesh. So we just need to click on, and I think it's going to be a really tough game on Wednesday. But you never know what all City's going to turn up. We could be talking about a 1-0 victory, a 5-0 defeat or a ball draw. And I think that's probably why we're at the bottom end of the table and you guys are nearly at the top now because your consistency has been a lot better than most teams this year, whereas we're just still patching it up and still just hoping to stay in this division so we can build because you mentioned about how you guys were doing this time last year. Asian Illica, the new owner, has said his promise to the local media, his promise to the fans, when we stay up, he's used them with the term when we are going to spend big. So it's going to be exciting times. We just need to get these next next nine games out the way. Yeah, as I, say, I think for Hull City, it's just about staying up. Um, I guess it has helped a bit that other teams have points deducted. Yeah. But, um, you know, so in some ways that's kind of helped your case a little bit. But you've had, you've had some okay results, actually. Um, you've, you know, you've done okay. In, you know, obviously you've had, current form doesn't suggest that, but um, I, I, I would expect Hull City to stay up this season. I don't think there's going to be any problems there. Are there, um, just on the playing side, are there any injuries from the Birmingham game ahead of Wednesday's game that you're aware of? I don't think there's any new occurring injuries. I think we'll still be missing Nathan Baxter, a kid from Chelsea in goal, who we're looking to make permanent. He's been a really good signing. But Matt Ingram will be playing in goal due to Baxter being ill. We're still waiting for the news about Josh Emmanuel. There was rumours that something happened in training. We don't know if it was. Um, there's been rumours of heart attacks and stuff like that. Obviously, I'm not confirming anything, but we literally haven't seen Josh Emmanuel since before Christmas. And he was really mm. good down that wing-back situation. He made us a lot stronger down that right-hand side. Louis Coyle's still injured the other right back so you'd imagine Ryan Longman there and we're missing Randall Williams a former player from Exeter and Calamel there so you'd expect Brandon Fleming but I think City will probably go predominantly in the same team I'd like to see Saeed Amanesh get a start but we have picked up an injury Andy Cannon but he's been kind of a fringe player we haven't seen him um, play much this year so there's no reoccurring injuries it's just um, and fresh injuries it's just what we've known for the past few weeks and um, which is a shame really because I think Baxter you don't realise until you stood near a, a, a keeper to see how much he dictates and 
keeps this team composed. I really like Matt Ingram. He did a lot for us in the championship, but Baxter just, you can tell he's cut from a different cloth and that he's probably had that experience of working with Kepper and Mendy at Chelsea. He was on loan at Accrington last year. He makes yeah. this whole City side a lot better. So we are missing him and I'm hoping we can keep him and Deshaun Bernard, the centre-back, permanent deals next year because for like you guys, who you've got like Mats and Clark Soller and stuff on loan from really good Premier League teams, it can do them the well, the good coming to teams like Hull and Coventry and I'm just hoping we get to keep them permanently because the young kids, they've got a lot of potential and we'll be able to get them on the cheap as well due to the clause. Yeah, no, exactly, yeah. Um, we've got to bring Colin back in from, from a Sky B point of view ahead of this game. Obviously, mm. first question, this has to be, you know, a, a win, uh, first question. And secondly, what changes do you think will be made? I, I, I suspect that obviously Kane won't be playing. I think Davo will start. And possibly McFadden, I think, may be injured. And I think Hyam will come back. That's what I expect. Would you go along with that? Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, I, I think, really, this is a really tough game for us again. You know, it's, I think Hull are very similar to Luton. They, you know, we, we play really well against top, top teams in this league. Um, and then when we come to a middle to, to low-end team that fight for their lives, we, we seem to, to, to get a little bit scrappy at times, in my opinion. Um, and then we we don't have that continual supply, you know, that that that, that fluidity of like uh, of, of of the way we play. Um, but I, I expect us to win. I expect us to win two nil, no, in fairness. Uh, and I think definitely Hyam Hyam will definitely come in. Um, but I don't think he'll change anything else. I think it'll be as it is. So I don't think he'll change anything except if McFadden's definitely injured, then that's the only change I can see. Yeah. The, the, the the confidence must be absolutely through the roof at the minute. I, I just don't think Mark Robbins would change it. There's no need, unless yeah. there, unless, unless there's anyone who's tired or picked up a small injury, but physically, I just can't see anything changing. I think it'll probably change on the 60 minute mark and he'll probably, he'll probably then probably take Godden off. It's probably too much for him to play so many games in so many, so little time. But, um, but apart from that, I think it's, let's go again and see what we can, what we can achieve. You know, this is a really a must win game for us if we really want to compete and get into that top six. Yeah, no, I absolutely, 100% agree with that. Ken, I mean, how important is it to get this first goal? Because there's been so many games this season, if there's, if there's been one negative, I would say, 22 games where we've, we've trailed. And I think this is a sort of game, I would say, on Wednesday, where I think my my expectation will be that Hull will probably be, in my opinion, probably be fairly defensive and look to hit us on the counter. So I think for me, it's just a case of, you know, keeping the ball moving and, and just being patient for that for that opportunity. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree with what Colin said. It's going to be a hard game. It's not an easy game. There's no, no such easy games, if you like, in the Championship. They all We all know from the results, anybody can beat anybody on the day. If you're not up for the game, if you don't perform to your standards expected, you, you know, you can easily get beat. Uh, and we've got to come out the blocks. Uh, we, we should be confident enough because the way we played on Saturday, uh, and we've got to come out the blocks and get that first goal because it's important to get the first goal. You know, we don't want to be going the goal behind and stuff like that again. And then teams sitting back and then we've got to try and break them down. We can't really afford to do that. We, we need to come out the blocks quickly and we need to get that first goal. And I think if we do get the first goal, we'll, we'll go on and win the game. Yeah. Danny, um, looking at whole sort of last three games away from home, um, they've actually done OK. They've, they've drawn at Sheffield United. We touched on earlier, they've drawn a QPR and a drawn yesterday at Birmingham. So, you know, it's, it's not going to be an easy game. Um, 
I mean, what's your thoughts? Do you think it's a game where we're going to have to be quite patient and, and wait, you know, wait for them chances? Do you see goals in this game? No, I see goals. Um, it's quite interesting, really. I mean, it sounds like they like to play out from the back, which a lot of teams have done that against us. And Callum O'Hare and Allen and Jokeres, they thrive on that, people playing out from the back. Um, we also seem to play well when we caught against teams that just got a, a striker, like a big man. So, I mean, I think Tommy, was, I think he's a bit of a target man, isn't he? I don't think he's the sort of guy that's going to sort of beat you for pace. So he's the sort of guy I think we'll thrive against. Um, now I'm, I said it last week against Sheffield United, and I said it. I'll say it this week. I, I just I, I think it's going to be a, a convincing win. Um, like the guy from saying from Hull, I mean Hull aren't going to go down. They're, they're, they're pretty much safe now. They they've got say nine ten games that left to play. They're almost sort of. They need a couple more points, don't they, to be safe? But they're not going to go down, so that could work in our advantage. Um, I, I think it'll be the same team. I totally agree. It'll be the same team as the other night. Uh, sorry, Saturday. But we've got options again. We've got Wagon on the bench. Um, we've got Tavares. We can bring on. We've got Sheaf. We can bring on. We've got a couple of like other youngsters and things like that. And Hopefully, Dom Hyun be be in the in the lineup ahead of um, Fads because Fads is injured. So no, I'm Todd Kane on the bench as well. No, I'm I'm very confident in this game. Um, quite a convincing win, I think. Uh, bring back Joseph. Um, what's your prediction for the game? Um, how do you think? How do you think the game's going to go from a whole city perspective? I think what we do best, especially on the road, is when if we nick an early goal and we go 1-0 in front, we are quite good at defending the lead. But if it, the other way, if it swings the other way and you guys score early, it could be a long night for us. I mean, we take a point. We know you're the favourites. We know you're on in form and we're very inconsistent. But like I said, you, you really don't know with this whole City team. I mean... In my tipping league, I have put 2-1 to you guys, but I'd love maybe a 2-2, a Desmond, as you just called it before I came on, or maybe a 1-1. Look, we'd take a point wherever we can get it, but I think it's not going to dampen our chances of going down if we do pick up a defeat. It's just the manner, and we want to finish the season strong because obviously there's people playing for contracts and we don't want to be losing 3 or 4-0, but you know, we'll, t we'll take a point. We'll hopefully take a point, but we'll see. If we nick an early goal, anything could happen, but if you guys get the lead early doors, then you don't know. It could be an early, um, a long old night for the Tigers. Fair enough. Yeah, Colin, how did you see the game going Wednesday? Uh, for me, two nil. Um, I, I think it, I think it's going to be edgy for the first 20-25 minutes. Um, I think it's like like you mentioned. I think they're going to set their stall up. Hull, there's no question about it. They they will not want to concede in in, in the first 20-25 minutes. So we're going to, it's going to be tough for us to break them break them down. But I think once we do break them down, I think like you say that I think I think I. I with us on form, I, I just can't see us losing once we score first. I literally, I, I think it's quite a convincing 2 nil in my opinion. Yeah, Ken, would you go along with that? Yeah, yeah, I'd go along with that. I mean, I'll be happy with a 1-0, to be fair. But I, I probably think it's going to be 2-0. Um, and I think, yeah, I think we'll go on and win the game quite comfortably in the end and we'll be comfortable winners. Uh, but we need to get that first goal, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I Absolutely, that's what the game's about. And as Joseph alluded to just there, you know, Hull 
you know, we don't we don't want to concede, you know, first goal because teams can make the game very hard to defend. They can slow the game down, win fouls, a little bit of time wasting. Um, but it's you know every team does it, so it's not not a criticism of anyone. It's just that's just how the game is. But I'm hoping that's not going to happen. Um, so you're going you're going two nil, Ken, or one nil? I can't we said. Um, well, I'll, I'll be happy with the one nil. To be fair, with three yeah. points. Uh, but yeah. I think it's probably going to be two, yeah. And uh, yeah. you never know; we might get another four. You, you don't know. <laughs> Danny, Danny, you're... yeah, no, fair enough. Danny, um, obviously, yeah. was, uh, you've already said that we're going to win. Uh, how do you see prediction-wise and how the game's going to go? I think we'll go one nil down. It's we, like you say, we've gone one nil down in twenty-two games out of thirty-six. So it wouldn't surprise me if Hall score first. Uh, from a corner or something, um, or a free kick. But then again, on the, whenever Coventry go down, we, we, we've we always got a great chance of either getting a draw or getting a win. So I think we'll win three or four one. I think we'll, but like I said, I do think we'll go, we will go a goal down. It's just natural at the moment. Uh, but we've got the players to, to score goals and to hit back. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go 2-0 to, to us. I think we're going to win this game. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm not sitting on the fence this time, so it's probably <laughs> probably not. But that'll, that'll bring a, a smile to your face. Um, I think I think we, we're riding on a you know, crest of a wave at the moment. Um, we've had, had a bit of a bad spell. We lost to Swansea and Luton. Um, I think these next two games, though, Hull and Derby County, we've got to get six points. You know, we've got to get 60 points. Um, and we've got to... You know we've got a chance then because you guys you look at April look a bit further ahead and you know we've got some tough games in April so these are the games we've got to, you've got to, you've got to win um, and I'm fairly confident we'll win this game two 0 so um, I'm backing Jokeres and, and Godwin to get to get us the goals for this game but Hull City um, will say um, I think they've had, they've had a decent season they didn't start off great but the their form has picked up and. Um, I think for them to stay up, which I think they will do, is a good season. And I think, um, you know, it might be that next season the whole city will, will strengthen and, and they they could they could climb climb up the leagues. But uh, I think for this game two 0 I'm I'm fairly confident of that. Um, I'm not going to sit on the fence this time. So I'll probably it's probably going to be a draw now. I've just said that, but we'll we'll see what happens. Um, okay, that's rounds that rounds off tonight's show. Um, do you want to want to thank? Uh, Colin White, Ken Stewart and Danny White, thanks for your time. Thanks to Joseph Appleyard from Holland Back Podcast. Thanks for your time. Thanks for your thoughts. Really appreciate that. Um, next show, hopefully we'll be reviewing the win against Hull City uh, on Thursday. Uh, we've got, uh, we're previewing the Derby game. We've got um, Rams, the Rams Review Podcast coming on from the Derby side. Um, and Justin Peach as well, the other Derby fan, who'll be uh, previewing Derby bus. So stay tuned for that. That'll be released on Thursday night. Thanks, thanks for listening. Play up Sky Blues, and we, I'll speak to you. We'll, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks very much. Cheers, Mark. Thanks, thanks guys.